Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Like most of the world, we saw the new adaptation of Stephen King's It. Listen to three hardcore fans of the novel sort out their feelings with two ladies who just learned about Pennywise this week. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for the film, the book, and the TV miniseries of It, as well as Marvel's The Avengers. And at the very end, there is a huge spoiler for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, but I warn you before we get there. Listen to this sound. You hear that? That's me knocking on a hardcover copy of Stephen King's gigantic 1,100-page novel, It. I'm knocking on it because uh, there's one here in the studio with us uh, that I own. Right. But we're not knocking the book. No, no, we're not knocking the book. I'm knocking on the book. Listen. It's huge. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I <laughs> the reason that I brought it upstairs was to fact check it because I read this thing, uh, I realized 10 years ago now, and it's taken that long, uh, or, or it's taken most of that time for us to get to the place where we are now because shortly after I read it in 2007, uh, the novel that was originally published in 1986, I believe, uh, word began to circulate that Warner Brothers had decided to have another go at adapting it. The... First adaption being the miniseries that many children of the 80s remember from childhood. Uh, and it was a long road to adapt Stephen King's It. I remember every now and then if you read uh, you know, film journalism, it would pop up that, hey, look, they're working on a screenplay. And the screenwriter is tweeting a picture of uh, his copy of the novel and it's all marked up and oh now I remember that picture uh, they signed you know Carrie Fukunaga to direct and the guy who you know and now oh th- at, at one point it was going into production and now it's not in production and now it, it went back and forth uh, it's not going to get made it is going to get made but it did get made as everyone listening to the podcast knows full well by now and everyone in the room actually went to see it uh, so Patrick is here on the show. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Bethany Allen. Hello. Can you guys believe that Bethany Allen, of all people, <laughs> went with us to watch <laughs> Stephen King's It? Sacrificial Love. She did. Yeah, she and got through it. And she went with many warnings saying that she needed everyone to be emotionally available. Yeah. During the uh, viewing. Yeah. I tried. I brought candy for her. Did yeah, but I, I was too terrified. So I just couldn't even get down to the bag. Because I needed to stay up <laughs> where it was safe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Next to Patrick. Yeah. Matt Hughes is here. Hello, everyone. You saw the movie. I saw it. Uh, Abby Porter is here. I'm here. She watched it as well. I did. And I'm Josh, and I uh, saw the movie. So I thought it would be fun to uh, make the round one more time and everyone say what their pre-existent familiarity with it was before having seen the movie uh, in the last few days. And then our tradition of give a brief tweetable review of your take on the movie. So, Patrick, how did you know about It and what did you think about the movie? I knew about It. I saw the, the TV miniseries as a kid, I guess. And You guess? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think we were allowed to watch it, but I remember watching it. Did we just sneak that? 
I think when uh, it was 1990 and when it was on, our parents watched it and there were like moments of kind of passing through the room and they'd be like, all right, no, get out of here. You can't watch this. Yeah. And then at some point later when it was making the rounds on two VHS tapes, you could rent it. Yeah. Uh, we, we sat down and watched the whole okay. thing. Okay. So I saw the, the miniseries and I read the book and now I've seen the movie. And my opinion is that it was a really good movie. I think it was a really great horror movie version of that story. I think they made a really good scary movie out of that story. They could have gone a lot of different ways with it, but that was like a really good way to do it. Great. Yeah, that's me. Patrick. That is you, you, Patrick. Good job. Bethany Allen, how did you know about it? I knew nothing about it. Not a thing. I've heard of it before. I did not know the story. I only knew there was a clown because of a previews I saw. And that was it. And what a clown he was. And he was a clown. You didn't know about the the TV show (laughs) or the book or anything like that? I knew, (laughs) to be totally honest, I didn't didn't know there was a TV show. And I only knew there was a book when you guys started talking about it. Okay. Did you not know? Did you not remember that? Zero. That old Pennywise, the Tim Curry Pennywise? You never seen a picture of that? Um, now that you're saying it, Tim Curry. Yeah. yeah. Curry. Uh, he was like Home Alone, the, uh, or something or. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know who he is. Compliments yeah. of the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> who he is. Um, I never saw that. I, I don't have any, I mean, I sat down in the theater and thought, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what we're doing. Great. Like what this is. So I was like the purest I've ever been in a movie. But you had seen a trailer, so that's yeah, not exactly true, is it? I had to like shut my eyes through almost the whole thing. So I don't know if it counts. And I thought it was um, really good. I've thought about it a lot over the last couple of days. I was screamy, very screamy. I felt afraid multiple times. Physically, a visceral response <laughs> in my physical body <laughs> to the movie. But I thought it was quintessentially just like s- great, like classic horror movie. I really did. I thought it was really, the storyline was really fun, inviting. I loved the, the actors in the film, I thought it was great. But I have scary images that cannot get out of my head now. She told me today that she uh, was afraid of the clown in her room at night. Yeah. But I said that's probably nothing to be afraid of because it wouldn't take the form of the clown to scare you, right? It would now. Now, but yeah. that's what she said. She yeah. said yeah, now, it, now it would. Yeah, I'm not afraid of clowns, but... You, but yeah. that but when I went one, home Monday night, it is or when I was home Monday night, I was, I, I was just thinking about him near my bed and like just turning around and like hearing the sound of a balloon yeah, popping. Yeah, so I had to like pray. Yeah. What if when you? I was like, get out of here. What if you went, if when <laughs> you get back from uh, vacation, there's just a single red balloon floating no, in your I'll be room. like, I will be... You'll move out. Basically speaking in tongues. Just get my <laughs> thing up out of here from the devil. Get out of here. So I tried to get Abby scared last night sitting in the darkness of our room saying, what if you... She's like, yeah, but I'm just not scared of like a clown being in here. And I said, what if you though look up at our bedroom door? And she, so she looked up and I said, imagine that physically he was actually standing there right now. That's that's scary, right? right. She said, yeah, but because there'd be a stranger in our house. That's Yeah, <laughs> the home intruder aspect is yeah. terrifying enough at that point. I think this had kids in it too. And there's something weird and creepy about that. Yeah, you don't have to think. It definitely had kids. <laughs> yeah, it, like that, that was a fact. What I meant to say I can, is I can because it had yeah. kids in it, 
it felt creepier and weirder. And the sure. kids are so associated with the clown mm-hmm. that it, it was like, like yeah. just weird. She said, if it's uh, on the way into the theater, actually walking into the screening room, she says, if it's like Saw, I'll be okay. It's I said, it's well, not. it's not. It's <laughs> right. not like Saw. Saw is about tra- traps that hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is about this a, movie is a about a, an, an entity that but feeds I on didn't children. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what? <laughs> as we were walking in, she's like, as long as it's not like a demony thing, I'll be okay. And and you know, I think she even says, as long as kids don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Well, it's definitely both of those <laughs> things. It was an experience. Which brings us to Matt. Matt. Yeah. How'd you know about it? I, um, one night when I was 14, I was babysitting and the mini movie was, the TV series was on and I watched it and went, that was the wrong decision to do before I have to walk home in the dark at midnight at 14. And then, um, because of that great friends episodes where they put Cujo in the freezer, Mm -hmm. I was like, the shining, the shining, is it the shining? Yeah. It doesn't at one point Rachel say, what's wrong with that dog? She's watching watching Cujo. Cujo. Watching Cujo. Thank you. Sorry. So I started becoming aware of the fact that there was this author who wrote scary books. And so I um, I read Cujo and then I read Tommyknockers and then I read It. um, And that was when I was 15. And I went, this book is the best book of the books. And You read that big book? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she pointed to the. She pointed to this big old book. Um, big and here's what's crazy. That's not his biggest. There's another one bigger. Um, <laughs> Always is. And uh, and so I I've read it. I think five or six times. And I've read everything that Stephen King's ever read. Here we go. I'm. That's not like a brag thing. I just am trying. You asked like for Stephen my experience. King, yeah, I really do. It sounds a little bit. Okay, like it did sound a bit braggy. Yeah. I've like he's he is my. You like him? That's what hands down, saying. like favorite author, and that's so I was impressive. really excited. You guys can admit one by one that that's impressive. You want us to do it one by one? Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed. That's I'm definitely I mean. impressed. I'm impressed. Okay, thanks, guys. I feel really validated. Um, yeah, so I, I get it. You're saying you're a big fan. Yeah, and this and this book is in my top three of his books, and uh, is so it one? It is depending on the day. Oh, here we go. It's one. It's it's one or two. Okay. For me, um, and yeah, I I love it. I love how it ties into the rest of a lot of the rest of his stuff. Um, just even the setting. Well, and what's stuff. the other one? The other what? What's number one or two? The yeah, other what's one? competing for the number? The stand one is up there. No. What the stand is objectively not nearly as good as it? Right, which is probably why it's number three. And then the drawing of the three from the Gunslinger series is one or two with it. Okay. It's up there. All right. BJ about to read that. It's on it's my copies on Josh's table. What's what's your take on the flick then as Um, as a big, huge Stephen King fan? I really I think that that Patrick was really astute in what he said. They made a very good horror movie version of what is definitely a horror book, but also I think they made a very mainstream horror version like a really well-made one with excellent um character development and phenomenal like plot pacing um but they obviously left out some of the more obscure and uh non-traditional stuff that's in the book and i think 
that that was maybe a shame and i think they did a couple of the characters slight disservices but other than that i was just really pleased and really happy with it overall you liked it overall i i mean i i text you guys my kicks i gave it four and a half out of five yeah so overall you really overall i really really liked it can i ask a question yeah with the people who read it do you feel like it was what was in your imagination or is that for another time yeah we can get into that the short answer for me is it's it's almost impossible to say because you go into it knowing there's no way to adapt an 1,100-page novel in, into a film, even if it's only going to be half of that novel, that's still like... Right. It just can't... You know there's going to have to be gigantic sacrifices... Sure. Uh, ...to accommodate, you know, the f- what film can and can't do. Not only that, just uh, um, Matt's right in that it as a novel gets very weird. Uh, Real weird. And it gets very intense in a way that a big studio that wants to hype up a horror movie is not going to go places that the book goes. So you just right. know sitting down that you're you're not in for the same experience, and that's fine. But right. dang, and when I you're reading something like that, the, the jump scares don't really yeah. read. You know, so right. This movie had a lot of jump scares it that were did. effective, but yeah. it's, it's not quite the same. Right, Stephen, me, King, anyway. Stephen King doesn't rely on jump scares. I mean, a couple, actually, a couple of times, there's some kind of, I guess, literary jump scares in the book. Yeah. But it's it's obviously not like a camera cut and then like <laughs> a crescendo because that doesn't work on paper. It's in parentheses. Yeah, exactly. I was listening the whole time for the crescendo and the, music, um, the change of the music. Yeah. That's your signal. Cover your eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. And like Bethany, Abby watched a ton of the movie through a sweater. And I mean, obscuring her entire face with a sweater. So, Abby, what's your experience with it? How do you know about it? Well, uh, I knew it was a book because you read it. Because it's on our bookcase. I, <laughs> I knew the show. I always thought it was a movie because it was at our video store. Mm-hmm. And it had like, you know, a very silly looking clown, but creepy like, like creepy monster hands. hands. They can't see the poses you're making. But you know, they're hey, hands like over a wall or something. Yeah. Like For the listeners, over. Abby's doing an excellent job imitating like the Tim Curry mm-hmm. movie poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but very silly, very bozo yeah. looking. Hey, that's in the book. Yeah. So Com- good job. Compares him to Bozo. Yeah. Yeah. And Clarabelle. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Clarabelle is. Mm-mm. Another clown pre Ronald McDonald. Oh. oh so that uh, little girl. You knew, you knew about the book. That's Annabelle yeah, the I knew doll. about the book. So I knew about I knew about the clown thing. I've heard all about people being scared of it and clowns. And I don't really like clowns. I used to maybe be more fearful. I don't know. Um, so I was excited to see the movie. I like horror movies. I like being scared. And I liked it. Because um, it delivered on those premises? or Yeah, I really liked the funness of the characters. I really liked how... It was like really actually funny. It was, like those yeah. little kid, yeah, it was funny. Like yeah. total boy quirks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many jokes. Um, but it was also scary. Um, and yeah, I did watch it entirely when it started to crescendo. I basically got horizontal and pulled my sweater over my face. You can see through it. It's just you see less. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about my hands. You see less. Yeah. I, I thought have her, I thought her and Bethany were going to break the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> kicking him so hard. <laughs> and as a big scary scene ended, I'd just pop right back up to sit, sit position. 
Yeah. Calm yeah. down a little bit. You got to laugh. I was like laughing. <laughs> like yeah, the, I, I had <laughs> a couple of those where like something <laughs> scary would happen for like a long period of time. And I would realize at the end of it that I hadn't taken a breath. And so I just go, oh, okay. <laughs> just yeah. really overwhelmed by it. I'd shove some candy in my mouth and then yeah. prepare myself for the next one. <laughs> yeah, they kept coaster. coming. That's how we cope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Nope. Yeah. Well, I uh, have an experience that's a lot like uh, some of you guys. I think I grew up, I don't remember when I first learned about the book, but I grew up with it around at the grocery store. At, I remember staying at a friend's house as a kid and she had this copy of it on the, her, 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 my friend's mom had this copy on her shelf in the living room and I used to look at the cover and be like, whoa, that book looks interesting, but it's so big. Who could ever read a book so big, you know? Miss mm-hmm. Weta, her name was Weta. Miss mm-hmm. Weta <laughs> must be an avid reader. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Weta, for inspiring me. <laughs> How is Weta spelled? O U I D A. No. Yeah. Well, like Ouija. Yeah. Yeah. Weta. Ah, bless her. Weta Carrington. So anyway, uh, I remember the miniseries, like Patrick said. I remember watching it. And I remember being frightened by the miniseries at the time. Certain images from it really sticking out in my mind. Pennywise coming to life in the scrapbook and mm-hmm. uh, having a dog's head in one scene. And <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I remember the silly s- spider, but being afraid of it and the things from the miniseries. But then uh, as an adult uh, around 2007, I, I don't know why, but I came across a copy of it and was like, I think now is the time for me to read this thing. I had never read anything by Stephen King. And uh, I was immediately mesmerized by it. I like to read novels. I read a lot of novels. And I thought it was like, man, this is one of the best feats of fiction I have ever read in my entire life. I was so impressed by his ability to spin a yarn, that king. Yeah. And uh, and really the story is, is just like uh, right up my alley. It's so like it's a really um, readable story. It's not... Uh, it, it's strange, but it's not so out there that it loses you, but it goes into some really crazy places. It's super satisfying. It's really, I hate that this word is so u- overused, but it's, you know, the kind of uh, epitome of epic. It's, it is. Uh, it spans so much time and space. Three million years almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and the, ca- the characters, and we see it in the movie, you know, you're like, it's like a stand by me or something situation where you just feel like you're, hanging out with them or that you live their lives with them. At yeah. Some point. yeah. But the book does that. It, it makes you feel like you're there with them the whole time where you just can't stop. Going yeah. yeah the structure of it is so excellently introduces you to them. Um, and all of the, the experiences they had to like bring them together to be the losers club. It's, and it's just so well paced. It is, you know, the, one of the most impressive things about Stephen King's, uh, ability as a, as an author is that, he juggles a tremendous amount of characters without, and you feel like you can track with all these characters yes. that he creates, which is a rare thing. And it's really hard to write multiple characters and for you to be able to differentiate between them. Uh, and every time when you're reading a King book and there's like, oh, here's this new guy, I always think to myself, oh my God, another new guy. But then a paragraph in, you're like, oh, I'm into this new guy. And I want to hear yeah. about what happened between him and his mom. <laughs> and it's usually bad. Yeah, and then it goes back. Right, it doesn't, yeah. It's not, it's not good. So it's one of those books that I was like, I, you know, tore through it and uh, as quickly as one can, a uh, book as big as it is. Uh, and then was like sad that it was over, you know, and the, it was like a really big experience. One of my 
top uh, five favorite novels of all time. So then I went back to watch the miniseries thinking this will be great because I don't remember it at all and I can't wait to see the things that are in the book in the miniseries. And I was like, this miniseries is so dumb. I mean, just laughable garbage. Not remotely scary. I mean, Tim Curry is a great actor and as Pennywise, he does some neat things with the character. Sure. But when people, when the movie was in development and people were going on about it, it better be like the miniseries. I was like, it better not be like the miniseries. <laughs> that thing's a freaking joke. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, it was 1990. It was a different time. And it was on network television. They I get had to it. have a dude in a werewolf suit. You I know? Get it. That it was, was there. So and that was the only option they had. So stupid. That one puppet spider. Yeah, so. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, that puppet's bad. That's a bad puppet. So did you love it? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Sorry. So I was understandably excited to see a new <laughs> version of the movie. But I had, I think we all, a bunch of us that read it, me me and Patrick and Matt were constantly talking about like the emotional roller coaster of seeing the movie in development. Because when they first put out pictures of Pennywise, it, I couldn't have been less excited about that it. freaking a, pipe picture yeah we kept calling him the juggalo in the pipe or whatever <laughs> yeah, <it was>. yeah <laughs> man that awful pipe picture where you're just yeah. like peeking out and you're like what are you doing like this looks awful yeah it didn't it, it looked like they were it's i can think of a few things less scary than an overtly scary clown there you know the reason pennywise is scary is because it's a clown in situations that kids. he shouldn't shouldn't be in yeah and he right. lures children that's that's horrifying as a premise a clown in a storm drain is a horrifying image. A scary clown in a storm drain is not very scary. It's camp. It yeah. becomes campy and stupid. Uh, so I was, I was kind of worried that that was the route it was going. So much so that when the teaser trailer came out, I thought, I'm going to watch this so I can just put my fears to bed and not be excited anymore and know that it's going to suck. Uh, especially since uh, Andrew Machete, the director of Mama, which was a horrible horror movie. No offense, Mr. Machete. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure you're, you're, you could make a better movie than I can. But Mama was a real bad movie. Uh, then I watched that teaser trailer and I was like, well, dang, that yeah. looks real good. Looks like it's going to be real good. And I liked the movie a ton. Uh, I would go as far as say I loved it. Really enjoyed the entire thing. Was very entertained from start to finish. Uh, I had a ton of nitpicks as a fan of the book, but none so horrible that I was like, ah, this sucks. And it took me out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a fun you movie. You did say you didn't like the scare factor or whatever. Or what when y'all were walking out of the theater, you, you said. Too many jump scares. Too many jump scares. Okay, you want to get into the nitpicks? Yeah, let's oh. do, let's do mm -hmm. nitpicks. Yeah, I said that I agree with the too many jump scares. And, and the reason I think that is because the, uh, the story, even you take out the book, the book uh, away from it and just look at it as it is, it's a deeply troubling story of like a clown monster that's eating children. And like and adults don't care and adults don't care for some reason yeah. and it's just really scary well, so there's like they this don't know that the know. clown's eating no, yeah they they know that something is happening to the children like they even reference yeah, it in the movie they put you like, see the dysfunction of each of the parents with the children they're like crazy people anyway because right, because Der dairy has poisoned them it's an evil there's evil in the town yeah the mm -hmm. whole even without the 27 oh. year cycle just the very town itself is inherently evil see I wish like we would have had more of that it was referenced story. when Henry Bowers is carving up Ben on the kissing bridge and the couple drive by and ignore him and then the red balloon comes up in the back seat. Yeah, that it's was like horrible. that like it's it's Pennywise's influence. Well not just then, but there's a scene right. where Mike describes that his grandfather thinks that the town is haunted and that every bad thing in the town happens because of one thing. 
Right. Right. Meaning an entity in this case. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the jump scares, so much of them took away from the deeper, scarier, like the troubling, scary thing, because you were at some point to me, I kind of like was expecting them as like, oh, he's he's behind that bush, isn't he? You know, because he kept popping out. So I think that there were too many. I agree. But, you know, the challenges. Yeah. Some of them, I'll admit they were effective. I mean, like some of them made yeah. me go, whoa, for a second. But Breaking you do have to, for those people who are new, like me who have no paradigm, <laughs> they did have to make Pennywise all the different fearful things for us to get the idea of like, oh, it's, you know, the based off of like leprosy, like sickness or whatever. We had to see a couple, at least yeah. a good yeah. bit of those. Well, I mean, we that's, had to see and that's, the story. that's true to the book is that, each of the kids have like their own horrific experience and that's actually what drives them even more so in the book what drives them together is like an encounter with pennywise as something awful like the leper or um a giant freaking eye oh no that's later <laughs> um, <laughs> the werewolf yeah the creature from the black lagoon and the right. i was a teenage werewolf yeah i those things are all f- like the moments the scary scenes I thought were effective. The scene with the leper, I, I didn't expect that they would do that. So I thought that was really great. Yeah. yeah. And broad daylight. It was, and it was effective. It and was, even yeah, some of the new so well stuff that was unique to the movie and not in the novel, like the headless boy with the Right. Eggs. The Easter egg. Boy, I thought that yeah. was really effective. I was genuinely uh, unsettled by that yeah. scene. Uh, the, com- the nitpick I'm making is n- not the jump scare. I'm talking more like, uh, you the know, the, the camera pans left and Pennywise is suddenly there and there's a loud noise and he grabs someone and it cuts away right away. Like, right. Uh, he's because the it would be an egregious misunderstanding of this thing that it's a boogeyman. You know what I mean? Like it's right. It's uh, this uh, entity that takes on all sorts of different shapes and is able to read the minds of children and. Uh, antagonizes them so cruelly speaking to some of like not just things that they're afraid of like a headless boy with easter eggs but in many cases like their most profound trauma and he exploits that to tor- torment them uh, so that he can eat them <laughs> and they taste better yeah that's a har- that's a really horrifying concept in the yeah. in the why do they taste better fear salts the meat is how he puts it in the book so that's why he doesn't like adults because they're too it, hard to he scare. He says it in the in the film in a brief moment when he's got his when he's in uh, Eddie's face yeah. and he says yummy yummy fear. Yeah, like yummy yummy flesh and yummy yummy fear. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, so that you made a connection between oh I get it he wants right. to eat them and he needs them to be afraid to do it. I I think you and I talked about this like with the reliance on Pennywise and the reliance on the jump scares with Pennywise it made it be about how like. There's a scary clown in this town who can turn into other things as opposed to there's this weird unknown creature that often uses a clown to lure children. Like he isn't a clown. And that's like what I think a lot of the movie did was be like, look at this scary clown. He can shapeshift. And it's like, no, 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 he's not. He's not a clown. He's some weird like your mind can't even comprehend the evil thing that he is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in the, at some point it's insinuated that he has 
taken this f- form of Pennywise, the dancing clown, and and liked it so that he has right. used it for a long time. But in the movie, there's nothing really to tell you that like is his realist or truest shape the clown and the clown is turning into other things? Is he something else altogether? That's absolutely what the movie makes you think. Makes you think. Yeah. It doesn't make you think that it's like this demon being that often lures people as clowns. It's like, it's a clown and it shapeshifts. Well, because he was in, even when they went to Ben's bedroom and there was that drawing of like them signing the town charter, like they zoom in on Pennywise's yeah. face to be like he's always been here this clown's always been around and yeah I like I, and all that imagery I yeah. like that and th- and that that's in that kind of thing is really fleshed out in the novel totally Pennywise uh, and his feeding cycle has been a part of the history of Derry for as long as Derry has been a settlement and the clown even the clown yeah. has been present but they just that's just so that like it has a consistent shape <laughs> Totally. For you to understand. And this might be something they explore and reveal in part two, for all we know. They yeah, could, like, right. say, like, I mean, oh, you thought it was this, but it's actually but this, I, and it's even yeah. scarier. That's... Go ahead. No, you go. No, no, go ahead. No, you gonna, go. No, you go. I was going to say, they did... They hinted so briefly at that stuff when um, Bev gets taken by it into the cellars, and she says, I'm not scared of you, and he says, you will be, and then his, like, whole face opens, and there's yeah. the... The th- the three lights in there. Yeah, and we'll get we'll uh, in a minute right. get to spoilers for the book and possibly the second movie, but for now I'll just say that I was thinking, and not in a pretentious well, I read the book sort of way, but I was <laughs> thinking, what does someone who doesn't know the story think about this moment? So I would like to ask you guys, when his face opened up and there were s- swirling three yellow globes dots. in there, what did you think about that? And what did you think that meant? I didn't think he was eating her. I thought he was like, um, I thought he was doing like something in her mind. Yeah, like hypnotizing her or something. But in that, like being terrible. Sure. Yeah. Not in like a nice, <laughs> when I but say, I didn't understand geez, why like, it was like, a like because he couldn't, in my head, it was like, because he couldn't make her afraid, he was going to like wipe her. Else. He was going to disarm her ability mm. to be afraid. That's what I thought. But I didn't know... I have questions about are we spoiling things like when she's floating up in the air and her eyeballs are white <laughs> and there's like what happened in there and how come it's different than the kids who are and floating why did up. The, did a kiss literally make her not? Cause I know weird. and love or something. That's a good question. That And that's another big nitpick of mine is that it's uh, my biggest nitpick in the in the movie they actually float. The kids yeah. like float. It, they lit, literally float in, in the, the air. sky. Yeah. yeah, which I thought kind of for a minute ruined that the scariness of that iconic line because it, in the novel or in the miniseries or whatever in popular culture, the down here we all float and you'll float to float is just a euphemism for death. Like yeah, it's not like and then it's that you weird will part float in, in the air like I Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory where you drink that fizzy lifting drink. I will <laughs> say like, that image has stayed with me. The fizzy lifting like drink? The, no. Oh. Yeah, the ones where the kids are floating probably yeah. like in my top three images from a movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know yeah, why. I, and I wonder what about this though? Did you feel like up to that point it it didn't mean that when they were saying you'll float too? No, I thought it meant death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when like Pennywise... Yeah, like floating the sewers, like... I your body will be yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, he'll drown. He came, uh, you know, folding himself out of that 
door when he antagonized Eddie and he said, time to float. I was like, oh, that was, it was chilling to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, that means he's going to, he's going to eat him now. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like, but no. or it could have meant that he was going to suspend him in the air. Right. <laughs> floating around a pile of like so kid trash. That's where I, that's my biggest nitpick or whatever. It yeah. stems into that where I'm like, I get this storyline with the kids and I do get the fear. Like I morph into your fears or whatever. I don't know, have enough history. I felt like I didn't have enough history on what it is or where it came from or what it's doing. The 27 years thing helped, but I was like, what are you? Are you like a, I thought <laughs> you're like something from one of those photos. Like for a long time I was thinking you're from one of those photos when that head was up in the tree. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? The yeah. The Kitchener like, Ironworks. Yeah. You, is that <laughs> like a possessed dead Yeah. Like person. a possessed dead person or something. So the whole time I'm like, oh. what are you? And so I felt frustrated because, and then when Bev turns floats in the air, but she's not dead, she gets kissed awake or whatever. I'm like, so what are you doing? Are you killing people, or is this some? Is this part of something? You get something from this? Yeah. Are you planning to kill Bev? And why are only some of them floating, and yeah. some of them you've eaten? Yeah, according to yeah, the and that's so what confusing. Them, what the movie has given you at that point, those are all very lingering questions. It, it's like, like I just felt like, wha- does he eat them? Does he kill them? Does he stack them up? Right. Yeah, and why are there toys and crap? I I thought you were about to say this stuff with Bev when you said it was your biggest nitpick. My biggest nitpick is is Bev. Like, not the first two acts. I thought she was almost perfect. She was spot... That casting was spot on. Spot on. Like, even wonderful. the Molly Ringwald joke yep. from Richie, where I'm like, yeah, she does look like Molly Ringwald. Um, <laughs> well, that's a good gag. Um, but, like, the fact that she got stolen, became a damsel in distress, and that she was the thing that made the losers go into the sewers is so vastly different from the book and I think undermines a ton of like what the kids are all about like they're not like then that was mixed up with like Bill's motivation like not knowing if Georgie was dead um, and being like I gotta find my maybe alive brother because I used hamster pipes um, which was cool I thought that was cool um, but I'm like Bev like Bev was ne- is never meant to be like that also it makes no sense that like why wouldn't he just eat her like, why did she need to, like, they still would have come down if Bev was dead. Like, he didn't need to, like, open his big head. Yeah, well, the movie answered that. She wasn't afraid, so he wasn't interested oh, so, in so eating her. Is that same in the book? Good? Okay, fair enough. No. Well, should we get into book spoilers? Could, do you want to? Is okay, there more to the, say just movie? For the rest of the episode, there may be spoilers for the uh, second half of the book and potentially the second installment of the movie we and don't to know. be fair we don't know what the second movie is right. going to be like because yeah. some of these things we're saying they might have changed for the cinematic totally. version so that might just be how it is now so this is yeah. all speculation and, and it's a good thing because uh most of my nitpicks have to do with the f- the climax of the movie which yeah. which i still enjoyed i was entertained yep and i wasn't like oh this is so stupid uh you know i think i had more of a problem with the third act of logan i w- actually did get distracted during, you know, that for comparison, does anyone remember that episode? Yeah. yeah. I'm aware. The janky third act. Uh, so this, I was still in it, but part of me was going, uh, uh. yeah, the, the damsel in distress motif was, was troubling because, I don't know, for me it had less to do, I know a lot of people are angry because Bev is the, a character that doesn't need to be a damsel in distress uh not not just in the novel, in the context of the movie. She right. was very capable. She's like standing she's a, up to an abusive father. She's very tragic, and she's 
really easy to empathize with. Yeah. But she's also, I think the problem had more to do with me was that like she becomes grafted into this group of people and the group of people, uh, it's, it's terribly important to them to not only get to the bottom of the source of evil and dairy, but to do something about it. And in the book, it's more like, uh, or in the movie, it's more like Bill is, uh, you know, sad about his brother he thinks could still be alive, which made little sense to me. It's like, you know, uh, I don't know why we needed him to, I, I realized they were trying to motivate him into the third act, but which in I the think book, was they find motivation. his mutilated body. The family finds his right. mutilated body in on the, the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. Who does? The fan in the book, the Georgie's find Georgie's body half eaten on the sidewalk. So there's no doubt that he is dead. Uh, Whereas now, for some reason, Bill's motivation, like the the whole motivation for the Losers Club, um, in the book is we are kids. Evil things happen to kids. Adults don't care. Adults don't care to the nth degree in Derry. So if we want this evil thing to stop existing and feeding on kids, we are the only ones that can do it. And furthermore, there's this other cosmic entity, either the turtle or this voice outside of the turtle. See, this is how it gets weird. You're referencing like, the the water part where right, he so they, said, so the yeah. turtle touched me or something. Yeah, and then Bill holds the Lego turtle. In Stephen King's universe, there is a turtle that is magic that lives outside of time and space that helps, that brings them together with this other entity called Gon, G-A-N, and it like is bringing them together to defeat it. Obviously, they couldn't do any of that in the movie at all or or maybe they could have done a bit but they acknowledged it with like the lego turtle but like making bill just be like i just want to maybe find my brother's body i think yeah i i never expected the turtle to be a part of anything but to me that's that's one of the things that goes back to the nitpick we're making about jump scares or scary moments versus like deeply psychologically scary motifs because the novel doesn't build scares where it's like, and then it was the wolf man and that's scary. It has more to do with the scenes. If you divorce them of their context, they're actually not that scary. They're kind of, I was trying to describe one to Abby from the novel where a kid confronts the creature from the black lagoon, the creature from the black lagoon pulls the kid's head off. And, uh, it sounded goofy when oh, I was, telling, I was like, but you don't yeah. understand that he's like his deepest, like fear was this rubber suit from a movie. He knew it was a rubber suit and he was afraid that it would grab him in the water. And so it, it's more about like when you actually take on these scenes that they're chilling to think like that this thing so d- loathes these children and wants them to be cruel to them that it you know, exploits their fears and their traumas. So the thing about Georgie in the film is like uh, Pennywise antagonizing Bill is robbed of a lot of its power if Bill doesn't know that Georgie is dead. But what about, I have a theory for this. Do you understand so, what I'm saying by that? Yeah. If Georgie is absolutely dead and Pennywise then uses Georgie him to is way worse. That's extremely cruel. Yeah, but if all of these kids showed up dead because there was multiple ones that weren't in the story, like a girl the next year or whatever, wouldn't, I think maybe they're thinking in a movie parents would be like oh crap we found a mutilated kid oh we found another mutilated kid and start doing something but since it was just missing that made the parents more aloof which made it the kids i don't know no because the 
the missing motif and escalated violence in Derry run kind of side by side where they like exhaust leads and then they give up. And Derry's just known as a town where there, you know, in the book there's a hibernation cycle that is bookended by some kind of catastrophic event in Derry right. uh, that usually has something to do with a really violent singular moment. Like a mass murder will start it and then like, an explosion will end it where yeah. like the Kirchner Ironworks. So like was there one in this one? Yeah, there it, was. It was a flood. That's why. I, that's right. In, in the, the, yeah, in the in book, the, the in flood the book, is the. No, in the book, it's the Dorsey Corcoran gets murdered by his dad is the beginning of the 50, 58 cycle. And then there's no event at the end because the kids oh, right, damage right. it. So but the beginning is that like horrible murder of a five-year-old. Yeah, I think the reason that you don't you know, they had to do that is because they had to have all the kids floating in the lair. And if they found George's body, that would conflict with the floaties, right? Everybody who dies ends up floating. So they can't find his body. Cause he's because, out there floating. Cause he's out there floating with all the victims. But, and right. wasn't but he's not. Well, because I mean, he didn't float down. His, we didn't see. Well, he yeah, his, his, his rain slicker out. was, rain slicker, yeah. rain slicker yeah. was on the but pile. Is it, so is he eating them or is he making them float? I mean, he's I, eating his arm. Yeah, he, Nothing's freaking I gone, saw him y'all. bite him. He went, ow. I mean, he. I think like, in this movie he doesn't actually ingest them. I think he's chewing on them to scare them as they're dying, as he's as taking he's them eating away. Their like he's more of an yeah, emotional like vampire. Like, I'm gonna, like, rather try than to than scare you to death. I don't know. I think some of those floating kids look kind of partially eaten. I, I think know, some of them look like they, they did. had like limbs missing and stuff. There were limbs floating in the air. It wasn't just like when he was chewing on Stan's face, right? He wasn't killing Stan by that. He was trying to. Could make him more and more. I think it worked. Yeah, and Bet wasn't was meant to be a damsel damsel in distress. He just got her, and they just knew where to go. And then, like, yeah. the plot took it that way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily care that like she got caught first because it could have been any of them. It's right, not like, right. But the that like they weren't unified to go get it before then. It was mostly just Bill and Bill's motivation is something that's like was driving was the other six and yeah. then he like got mad and punched Richie in the face. Yeah and he had to Bill would he had never to use do. Bev to get everyone together right. to go. Like there was something powerful and I'm not saying it was oh, this is a nitpick. It didn't ruin it for me, but there was something powerful about like the you know the the image of them making the blood oath at the end was a resolve that they had prior to going into the house and to find Pennywise. It wasn't something that they developed before then. And that's why you're like with them when they go in. They're like, they they have to do this. They need to do this. Not just, we can stop fighting for a second because one of our friends is down there. And maybe your brother, who knows? You know what I mean? Right. They they didn't know. There was no other way. He's going to just keep ruining their lives. And the... The reason that I brought up the lights inside the the swirling lights inside the mouth is that there's a complication here, right? So <laughs> Matt was talking about the turtle thing for a second, and see the turtle of sp- enormous girth. Spo- <laughs> spoilers <laughs> for that sounds weird. Spoilers for again for the I'm second sure half of the there. it novel. Uh, it gets really cosmic in scope. Like the, and this is one of the reasons that I thought the book was so impressive is that it builds this premise for hundreds and hundreds of pages that there's this entity, it takes the form of a clown, it changes shapes, feeds on children, and you're thinking, I don't want to really know what it is because nothing will ever satisfy me at this point. The yeah. idea is so scary, and then when you finally learn what it is, I thought that is the scariest thing that it could 
possibly. Absolutely. In, in the novel, the kids actually enter into a vision <laughs> where they witness the coming of this being they call it uh, into from another universe into their universe and into the place on Earth that becomes Derry. Like it uh, creates this massive crater that Derry like sits in three million years later and it comes to like await the coming of man so it can feast on them. Yeah. So it's 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 very it's awesome. like HP Lovecraft Cthulhu type of like elder eldritch gods. Yep. It's almost like this evil god from another universe uh that is nearly limitless in in power and scope and so it's not a clown. Um in fact the when the kids confront it and the adults confront it they witness the closest thing that their minds can do to make sense of its actual shape. And it looks to them like a cosmic spider. Yeah. Uh, and they acknowledge in the book that they realize that's not what it really is, but that's the most their brains can make sense of it. What it really is, is a system of lights that it calls the deadlights. Oh, I love it so much. And if you look into the deadlights, your brain explodes. Like one of what later in the book, a, tertiary character sees it in its true form like not as a spider but actually uh, and just drops dead and then another one sees the deadlights and becomes completely catatonic yeah so i realized going in you're thinking they probably won't do a lot of that you know (laughs) but then the more i I watched it i started to think but then where are we gonna go if we're gonna do a whole nother movie of this like i think bethany's questions are going to be the questions that most audiences are asking and if we don't go into the cosmic stuff, then there's going to be no story there to tell. Yeah, so this is what I'm wondering is, and, and word on the street is they're going to do the cosmic stuff, right? This, they're saying, Did you oh, tell me? Well, I don't know. Is I that what they've been saying in the press? There's, I read a headline that said we're definitely doing the cosmic stuff. Okay, to so what, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like... Well, I mean, I don't know to what extent I that mean, is going to yeah, be I there because they could dumb this down. And when I say like this is a horror movie version, I don't mean like that in a negative way. I thought it was a really cool oh, version absolutely. of doing it. But to do this, see it through, they could dumb it down to it's just like an evil that's been in the city forever. Yeah, it's like it a boogeyman. Have, it's a boogeyman. Like a you can make it a boogeyman. Yeah. He does have like the spider legs for a second when he's fighting. He did, and man, I got excited. I thought we were going full spider. I was ready. Yeah. yeah. I was so ready. And then I was like, oh. So I just it. wonder if that. they're going to dumb all that down because it is so huge. Yeah. <laughs> and so hard to grasp that you're going to like, are you going to be able to keep everybody on board at that point? I mean, if they if they stick with the book and Mike Hanlon stays behind... You know, and like continues to research like the history of Derry, which will be interesting because that would then necessitate a shift from Ben being the historian in the first movie. But if they stick with it and Mike stays behind, um, then there's opportunity for him to then like in the second movie do exposition, maybe even in flashbacks like of like cosmic stuff. I mean, I would love I, I was bummed that we didn't see more. Like I'm, I'm bummed we didn't see like the smokehouse. You know, yeah. I'm like that would have been rad. The novel has scenes from like hundreds of years or, or many, many years prior that feature Pennywise by suggestion or directly of violent acts happening in colonial times in right. Derry, and they reference like the 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 Kushner Ironwork explosion, and they reference the black spot in the movie, yeah. um, which was burnt down by the northern affiliates of the Ku Klux Klan and that that was what Pennywise um, loved. Yeah, then if there's a... Uh, I'm sure you, we won't waste your time with all the details, but go on, just Google it and you can read 
all about all this uh, crazy controversy and conflict leading up to the production of this version of It that Andrew Machete directed shortly beforehand. Uh, Kerry Fukunaga is a director who made the film uh, Beasts of No Nation, which was a Netflix film. Really good, actually. Really good. And uh, the first uh, season of True Detective, True Detective which right. I know we hate TV here, but it was really good. I don't hate TV. That's true. Did you watch that show? No. Okay. You should. Hey, that <laughs> first I can. That What's it called? It wasn't, it wasn't on Hallmark, so. It's on HBO. They are releasing 30 new Hallmark Christmas movies this year. Oh, oh I'll watch that. that that's one for every day of the 30 days of Christmas. We're I know. golden. <laughs> 30 <laughs> or 33. Yeah. Well, I you know, we can, then we'll do like Nightmare and Muppets to fill so in the gaps. <laughs> Carrie Fukunaga was brought on to write and direct it. And made it all the way into pre-production, which you know anything about movie speak, that's like really far. They had right, you're basically done. Yeah. And uh, wasn't it going to be Ben Mendelsohn? Uh, Penn, no, his What's version his was the the kid from that was Eustace in the Narnia. No, that was the second one. I think the first one he cast was Ben Mendelsohn from Star Wars, and no, then no. they did. It was, was the other way one? around. Oh. It was the other way around. Okay. He then couldn't it was do it because of money, and then the okay. Guy from the Revenant, the Bill Poulter. Yeah, uh, so it was really far along. They had done casting. They had even cast some of the kids. His screenplay uh, eventually leaked online, but even before it did, people were saying like it makes wild deviations from the book, but it's super intense. Um, and the studio thought it was so intense and so strange that they were like, "This isn't working." And he's like, "Well, I don't want to. You just want a mainstream horror movie, and I'm not going to make it." So he quit. Uh, now that his screenplay has leaked and you think about the movie that could have been made, I've read, there's two drafts of it. I read the first one right? and it is out there and he, <laughs> he gets into some of the like ancient lore. He even has a, uh, scene where, uh, Pennywise is feeding on the children of early colonists, uh, as like a Wendigo like creature. Yeah. And that he has a fully developed scene where, Pennywise comes into the hut of an American colonist and is about to feed on a baby. And the mom's like, take me instead. And he says, I will. And then I will eat your children or you can step out of the room and let me eat this baby and I'll leave. And so she has to step out of the room and wait while he feeds on the children and then leaves. Which I thought was horrifying. Yeah. Like, it is horrifying. So he was going That's into a darker, choice stuff. <laughs> darker direction, <laughs> which then you can see like, oh, if that's what he wanted to make, then of course this version to him seems like a mainstream Hollywood horror movie. And in a lot of ways it is. It is. It's, it's an R-rated one, so it, is, it pushes goodness, the boundaries pretty good. Thank goodness for that. This yeah. would not have worked as a PG-13. But, you know, like all things considered, I know like some people are probably going to fight about this and stuff, but it is a pretty faithful adaptation of the of the book yeah as much as you can do in a two and a half hour hey (laughs) coming off the back of the dark tower it is a wonderfully faithful we told you not to talk about the dark i know you (laughs) did but i just need to acknowledge the fact that that movie also came out this summer that is a stephen king adaption and good lord this it is night and day with how faithful this is compared to that stinking heap of trash. I bet that's helpful information for some people. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for encouraging You hate Kathy. movies, <laughs> listeners. Don't bother seeing The Dark Tower. It's garbage. So ladies, having had your first exposure to the world of Stephen King's It being this movie and being very scared, how interested in, are you in keeping up with it? You, are you gonna? Are we all going to go see Chapter 2 in four years or whatever? <laughs> two years, man. 2019. 
Yeah, I believe, believe it. it when I see it. Yeah, I am interested. I can't do scary like uh, very often. I just can't. What if you had a two-year break? Yeah, for the two-year hiatus. Yeah, a two-year break would totally be great. And I'm really interested in the story. And you t- you said that, or someone said that walking in, that we would really like the storyline was good. So I did. I was glad that you that, that held that paid up. Off. And <laughs> I am genuinely interested in the storyline. You just have to handle the scares with the story. So I want to see less scary clown. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, I like some subtle scary clown. Like, for a second, he looks funny. But it was too much of, like, oh, he's got sharp teeth again. Yeah, and we also, we need to see him, like, be a real clown. And, like, the kids trust him and, like, go in there. Then it's even scarier that, like, yeah. they're yeah. hope. They're he like, went oh, scary clown too fast, too often. Yeah. But I want to yeah, say this about the clown thing. That crap stayed in my mind. Like, the the imagery that whatever the creator people were thinking about... There are a few scenes that are so vivid in my mind. I thought, I just don't know how that got imprinted so deeply. Like, I think that was like good marketing or good. Like which ones? Besides the floaters, what are you thinking? I think about that and then all the, probably the jump scare stuff. But when like, um, when they were looking at the family photos and the, the garage. Oh yeah, that, that slideshow like was That one amazing. I've replayed in my mind. And then for sure the, when Georgie was looking in the, in the drain or whatever yeah and he was down there his eyes like just just drift in from the sides just like really vividly in my mind a lot like i can't it's the one i can't shake when i'm home you know so by myself alone so i i thought that (laughs) i think uh, they did a good job with whatever maybe they had to do clown because they needed to be able to like market and make that the scary at least entryway they certainly the, did to they, the uh, hammed up other stuff though even so with as much as the clown was in it they did, Skarsgård didn't have a ton to say tim curry was f- f- uh, as i recall was such a talkative pennywise and yeah. he had like I two like scenes he where he talked a lot but i, I did too i was shocked I think by I that i expected him to say like three words so me it too felt like he talked the whole time he was hey. saying like full sentences, and I was like, "Whoa!" Beep, beep, He's I thought yeah. like he was talking. pretty good, Pennywise. Though yeah, I liked man. him. I yeah. like. I, I really liked him. He sold me in that opening scene, his delivery and the storm. Like that scene, so crucial and iconic. Yeah. That I was like, I was really into his, it. Like, that weird intonation laugh. and like yeah. the way that he made his lip do that thing and would like drool. Hey, but and get stuff. this. Uh, yeah. I read that the director is like, "Yeah, we're gonna do these CG things where your eyes are gonna move around." Yeah. He's like, "I can do that." Yeah. So he did that. He did the lip thing. I saw this clip on of him on Conan where he's like, I figured out that I could do that and used to run around with my shirt pulled up so only my face was out scaring my little brother. <laughs> Doing that like crazy, weird, creepy lip smile. I'm like, oh, good. I'm he glad. Was great. You, he was a really good, yeah. he was a strong Pennywise. Uh, you know, that's the the son of the, the scientist from the Avengers movies. Yeah. The old scientist that gets possessed by Loki. And the brother yeah. thereof. Spoilers for and the Avengers. Yeah. Is one of their brothers in the Vikings. He gets possessed by. And one of the brothers <laughs> is in True Blood. Yeah, with long, sexy vampire hair. I'm about yeah, to say a huge spoiler for a girl work. with the dragon tattoo. Huge spoiler for a girl with the dragon tattoo. Just hit the 15-second button. He's the secret killer in Girl with the Dragon oh, Tattoo. Oh, that is a huge spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers are still happening. Spoilers are still happening. And you're safe. <laughs> That was probably about 15 seconds, I right? I can't believe you would put a spoiler that big. That is huge. Oh, my God. Don't hit rewind, people, unless you've seen that movie. It'll ruin it. Um, well, I've never seen it, so now I know. I it think in the rough. second one, he can be Pennywise <laughs> less. 
I think now in chapter two, because we know who Pennywise is, we know he can be monsters. Now he can go back and he, like when the adults are coming, like to to you know the phone calls happen and they come back and meet Mike at the library and stuff. Like he can be mo- like specific monsters to them the way that he is in the book. You Will know, they use him? Will yeah. He yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's yeah. Gonna be signed it, on. It's also if you just go here's the cinematic version of the story. Like those kids are more scared of that clown than whatever else might sure, be around. Totally. So it would make sense that he would be there to like remind them. Yeah, it's them. fine. I mean, I don't mind the clown being in it. I just like, I when it, it, they keep going all in on Scary Clown, like for example, when he got impaled through the face and it felt like they were, it was probably 30 seconds, but it felt like five minutes of him just whirling around with his sharp teeth. I'm like, oh, yeah, I see him. Yeah, He's there he is. He's poor just bitch walk. is getting mutilated. No one cares. Yeah. I was thinking to myself. I cared. That man, poor baby had so much stomach trauma. <laughs> it's like at the end of the flick, they're in there and, you know, with the floaters and everything when they're just beating up Pennywise with their like sticks. Yeah. I'm like, how in the world did they think this was more scary than a spider? Put the spider in there. Like. I know, and I kind of wish like they didn't do anything like other than Bevy saying like, I'm not scared of you. And then he's like, well, I'll just deadlight you. Like they didn't do any of that. I, all I wanted was freaking Eddie to scream it's battery acid and like spray his inhaler in the spider's face. What? But that part was really cool. When they're all just wailing on him. When they're wailing on him and then he turns his face part into Bev's dad. Yeah, that was cool. And then she's like, mm-mm. Nah, like, fam. Yeah, yeah he says whatever. something about my special girl or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. I like, and I, you know, I like that Ben got wrapped up in those mummy bandages because, you know, that's part of the book and stuff. I like that that was like, it, was, it wasn't that it was ignoring the book. I think it was just being like, guys, we couldn't do everything. And he yeah. was but we like really love it. He, he, did, he did a couple of spider moves. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what makes me think that the cosmic side's not going to be in it because they were given the little turtle hints like, we can't sure. do the turtle. Here's so some here's Legos. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so might as well not even that. get excited about yeah. that. Yeah. But imagine if they came back and they just did the ritual of Chud. Yeah. <laughs> It'd Maybe be amazing. The second movie's just all about the turtle. Adventures all, of the Turtle. That's not, not going to do good. But he's... Turtle's dead by it, number two. It too, out of the shadows. It too, the secret of the ooze. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. What did you think of Andrew Machete's film adaptation of It? Did you read the book? Do you not care about reading a really long book about a killer clown? What do you think about Bethany's take on the movie in particular? Leave a comment on this episode and tell us what you thought about Bethany's take on this episode she's shaking her head at me across the room right now uh i don't know if that means that she's self-conscious about her opinion on the movie or she just doesn't want any feedback from anyone either way this could be a great time to encourage her as a person so leave a comment on this episode and talk about what you like most about bethany's opinion about it and her you hate movies presence overall uh while you're at it you can also say some things some helpful critiques about matt and the things that he says on the show help him get better as a You Hate Movies host. Uh, you may have noticed that Tyler wasn't on this episode. Who knows what the heck that guy is doing. We can barely get him to answer a text message. So if, if I don't feel comfortable saying this because he's never going to listen to this episode anyway. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>